Good morning, everyone. I was going to start with a joke, but there's no time for that. Um, but there is time because people are moving on. So, um, but I'm not going to do the joke anymore. So sorry. Um, my name is Jonathan. I never assume anyone knows who I am because I hide in the background, and that's just what I do. Sorry about that. Um, so let's get to it and see how much control I think I have up here. All right, anyone recognize this? Probably not. About that? No. About that? Probably people at least recognize that. Why am I showing this? This has nothing to do with today. It just has to do with the start. Back in high school, we had to do a big old research paper, and I chose to do it on black holes, and which looks like a uh, out of focus Krispy Kreme, but um, <laughs> but we had to do uh, after we did the research paper, we had to do a presentation, and I thought the best way to start the presentation was to come up with what I thought was an easy entry point. You know, this is like this is describing gravity in Earth's atmosphere. Like we all live on Earth, so it's a good reference point, right? Nah, nobody knew what I was talking about. It was just blank stares. Hopefully today is different. Um, hopefully we have a little bit more of an entry point here. So I was trying to find something similar to that idea for today. Something that boils everything down to, to the basics and we can start from there. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So Jesus gave me a nice verse to, as far as boiling it down, because he says it right there. This is all, this is everything. Um, we're gonna talk about law this morning, not necessarily if we're doing a word study, I'm not talking about this law. We're just talking about laws in general, kind of concepts. Natural law, supernatural law. And even beyond that, kind of where that puts us as a church and as a people. Um, what we're looking for, what God wants us to be looking for. Um, I didn't take all my notes, so some of mine are, are right there. I did come up with what I thought was a clever title for today, although it may not be completely accurate, but I wanted to share it anyway. So, being a complete child of God, not a complete tool. <laughs> a little bit punny. Um, so, if we, if we talk about natural law, it's not even a phrase I came up with. I was doing some research and, and I was like, oh, this is actually a thing. So maybe I should keep going with what that thing is. Natural law can describe the very foundation of science, you know, the things that we, we all know about gravity, how we interact with that, um, just physics and, and how I can stand here and hold on to this thing. And, but it can also describe uh, who we are as, as human beings and how we can live as a civilization. Uh, we think about like the second half of the Ten Commandments where it's like, don't steal. You know, just teaching you basic honoring principles of other people that they have this thing and if we take that thing from them, then we're taking advantage of them and likewise, they with us. Um, don't, uh, you know, don't covet other people's things and just teaching us the very basics of how to interact with other people, how to live with other people, and uh, we can all 
work together instead of just being a bunch of uh, selfish people that everything's going crazy. Um, and I see that this is not a, a perfect thing, but as I look at the Bible, I kind of see it as God created man, and at the end, he's looking for a bride. And in, in some ways, you can kind of look at the Old Testament and the New Testament as just like God's just raising a child. And he has all these laws, he has all these rules, he has all these uh, consequences. That are, some of them are pretty extreme, and it's all just about teaching people, like, just just be a person. Just I'm just trying to just be a person so we can move on and progress to the next level. And that's what the Ten Commandments are, are about. You know, like, just, just, I want you to focus on me. I want you to stop taking advantage, advantage of every other people. Let's just be humans. Let's just learn how to, to stay alive and keep other people alive. And then we can move on to some good stuff. Um, that's very oversimplification. There's a lot of other things going on in those books, but and then we get to the New Testament, and and you know with Jesus and everything that he did to kind of say, okay, well now we have all of these things that we've learned, these these laws of living, and now we can kind of put stuff on top of them. We can learn how to operate them in greater capacities, and that's how we kind of get into supernatural laws. You know, they all kind of relate to natural laws, like uh, sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping can have spiritual, supernatural applications, but it is a very basic thing. You know, the Bible talks about it all the time. You reap what you sow. If you sow unforgiveness, you're going to reap unforgiveness in your life. If you sow finances, you know, there, there's promises there. But a lot of times it's a one-to-one -one kind of a thing. You just, you give what you get, and you get what you give. Um, but there is supernatural implications of multiplication. Um, just looking at the, the, uh, the fish and the loaves, you know, one boy just brings forward what he has, and Jesus feeds a whole crowd. That's beyond sowing and reaping. You know, they only have this much, but they end up feeding more people. Um, we've all heard the phrase, bad apple spoils the whole bunch. I think there are some supernatural implications where a good apple can refresh the whole bunch. It's, it's beyond the natural. It's uh, healing. There's natural healing. Doctors, doctors uh, act in this. Um, we all know things like chicken soup, things like that, things that we can do. Um, but there's supernatural healing, the things that we really can't do in and of ourselves, um, but we can take part in. Uh, death is very natural. Even in the Bible, with all these wondrous things going on, only a couple people made it out alive, and one of them had to die first anyway. Um, the supernatural stuff is raising from the dead. But uh, lots of other things. I made a list, but uh, there's all kinds of things. Curses and blessing and, and things that, that we do as a a fallen people, you know, that we can, we only have our own limits, but there's things that we can enter into that are kind of above and beyond. Now, Jesus said this thing, Matthew 5, 17, do not think that I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Again, there's, there's all of this stuff, and it doesn't mean that we're, because he didn't abolish them, it doesn't mean we're still subject to the, all the Levitical law and all that kind of stuff. But there is 
basics of truth involved in all of that stuff. And he fulfilled prophecies, and he got us to a point where we can enter in into great things. But we are not completely above all the basic stuff. You know, we still have to love each other as we love ourselves. Going back to, I don't, I don't know how much I doubled up on, oh. Going back to this one. We're still subject to this. The greatest two commandments. Love God, love each other as ourselves. Um, how does that, is that really what we're talking about today? I just kind of want to open things up a little bit. So let's look at supernatural things real quick. 1 Samuel 28, we have Saul who had a problem and he kind of freaked out as he often did. And he uh, didn't want to talk to God. Um, he always had this issue, I think, where he just didn't uh, feel like he had access to God or he was afraid to have access to God. Uh, so he consulted this witch of Endor and he wanted to talk to Samuel, who had died recently. And so she raises the spirit. Now, I always think it's interesting when you read stories in the Bible, what the Bible does say and what it doesn't say, because the Bible just recounts the story and says that she raised Samuel. Um, growing up in the church that I grew up in, the, my concept of the spiritual realm would have been that she raised up a demon that kind of acted like Samuel, um, but that's really not how it reads. It reads that she raised up Samuel, and it kind of blows my mind, and I don't even really know how to explain what happened there, um, but we're not going to worry about that this morning. It just it happened. So just the world that we live in and you know, just the way things are, no matter what we think about them. Acts 8, Simon the Sorcerer. The Bible tells a story about Simon, who was, who was a famous sorcerer in this town. And you know, uh, the apostles came in and were, were doing things, saving people, baptizing people. And uh, they wanted to impart the Holy Spirit into people. And Simon was seeing what was happening with the Holy Spirit. And he's like, yeah, I want some of that, because he he uh, he wanted to stay famous, or, or I think that was just like his concept of how things worked. And he's like, "Well, that's power I don't have, so I want I want that." But reading that story, the Bible never says that he didn't that he was false, that he wasn't doing anything. Like he was doing things that was amazing. It wasn't good, so he's false in that way. He wasn't doing it for God. He wasn't doing it in God's name. He was just doing things that was amazing to people. Uh, Matthew 7, 22 and 23, many people, or many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Now, again, Jesus, I think the one kind of characteristic about Jesus that has always intrigued me is how Jesus and God, uh, how they, they a lot of times answer the real question and not the actual question that's being asked of them. Because in this case, it doesn't say, no, you didn't do any of those things. It doesn't even, it doesn't, it doesn't refute it. It just says, I never knew you. That's the real question. That's the real issue. It's like, I did, we did all these wondrous things. It, did it not happen? Sure, it did. But I wasn't a part of it. So talking about supernatural laws, there are things that we can get into. Um, verses that I don't know that I have here. 
Oh, this one, for, I think the story is funny, and it's, it is kind of funny, but it's also kind of sobering at the same time. Acts 19, 13 through 19, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. So, I mean, these were, I don't know the history in these guys, but they were sons of a Jewish chief priest. So it wasn't like they were complete nobodies that didn't know anything. Like, you know, they were kind of involved. They were seeing what was going on, and they wanted to be part of it. Uh, one day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. And I guess I, that's the last part that I think is funny. But, but, uh, but if you find yourself in that position, it's not funny at all. Or if, you, if you're questioning where you are with God and stuff, it's like, oh, okay, there's something to look at here. Again, we can be... We can be amazed by supernatural things and, and you know, just something we've never seen before. And again, the Bible isn't saying that you can't do these things, but it's just saying sometimes you're doing them on your own and God isn't with you. And, you know, as we, as we are taking leadership of the church, we are not, I don't think any of us think that we're like taking a new direction or anything. Um, I think it's been the way of this church for a long time that we are open to what God has to say, what he has to do. We want to see more of it. Um, we want to see crazy things. That's great, but we, we don't want to desire them in a... That's not our first thing. Um, we just want God. Um, if he wants to do crazy things, great. If he's not doing it, that's fine. We can still love God and we can still love others as we want to be loved. And, uh, and here we come to, oh, I got a bunch of quick little verses that we're just going to fly through. Romans 13, 8 and 10, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Love does, not harm, love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Galatians 5.14, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 5.22 and 23, here we come to this one. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So this is kind of the, this kind of wraps up, too, with the two greatest commandments. As we look at supernatural things as we look at what God can do and and just what's going on in the world. I think it's good to recognize that there are things in this world that are set up, even supernatural things, that people can enter into. And we can find ourselves stepping into, into things. And that if we desire, if we just desire healing and we're just putting everything into healing, we, I dare say, based on what the Bible says, that we could actually see some results. But that doesn't necessarily mean that God is with us. So I just, I think that is, we just always, I think this church, we always want to just have that focus on God. And going back to the, the silly title of being a complete child of God and not a complete tool. We don't want to just be something that, that God is using, but he doesn't care about us, you know. I might have my favorite screwdriver, 
and it does the work, but if it breaks, I'm just going to replace it. You know, I'm not going to like have a funeral for my screwdriver, and you know, I, I, I don't care that much about it. Um, it's just a tool. And it might be my favorite tool, but there might be a better one out there by the time that one breaks. Um, so really, at the end of the day, it's really just about being children of God. And we're only going to affect this world in the most positive way by being children of God and teaching other people to be children of God. And that goes into just the world we live in now. Um, personally, you're going to be hard-pressed to find me talking about politics at all because I, I, I just don't care about playing the games and all that kind of stuff. People that are interested in that stuff, I'm glad for them because then I feel like I don't have to spend as much time doing that. Um, but it still affects our lives and it's still things we do need to have some responsibility for. But at the end of the day, God expects us to live in the world that we live in, no matter what. Um, and we just need to be child of, children of God, no matter what we're doing, where we are. And that's really about it. Let's see what other slides I have. I think that's it. So I raced right through that. But the important thing is I don't want to be dour or sour or or sobering, but it kind of is. But the hope is just that God is kind of just saying, this. there's a lot going on, and there's a lot that we can do. There are a lot of things in the Bible that says, go and, and do things. Go tell people. Go teach people. Go do these things. Go heal people and stuff. But he does say, but it's really not hard. It is easy. There's a lot of things we can do, a lot of things we can focus on. But there's one thing I want you to focus on. It's, and it's me, not me. It's God. <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's, that's really it. Um, I, think, I think that's all my notes. I think I raced right through it. I could see the time was dwindling, and I, so I just stepped in and just did it. Um, Right, and I think that's for the people maybe on Facebook who can't hear. Um, <laughs> Jesse was just talking about about uh, you know Jesus talking in parables and trying to open people's eyes to to spiritual things, and and that's where I was talking about kind of like that's like the teenagerhood of of humanity when Jesus is like, okay, we've we've done all these things with the wax on, the wax off. Now it's time to like put it into practice in a way that you maybe didn't see it developing. And this is, you know, getting beyond yourself and, and figuring this, this stuff out. And yeah, it is, 
it's, it's really nice to have some hindsight and to read those stories with the disciples and be like, come on guys, don't you, like, this isn't that hard, you know? But how many, how many things could Jesus say to us that would be like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, but even then, even then, even having our eyes open to, to all the things, all the possibilities, uh, it, it really does come back to just that one thing, you know, just being with Jesus. And, and I, I do take that kind of sobering, too, just looking at the, the disciples. And, like, they were with Jesus. They were with him all the time. And they saw him walk on water. And I don't know if anyone else, I, I tried to walk on water once, and it didn't work out. But, but you know. I never, I, when that happened, I didn't feel like God promising like it was going to work, so I was like all devastated when it did, but I kind of felt like him at least giving me the allowance to like, yeah, go try it, I don't care. And I tried it and it didn't work, so whatever. Yeah. But, but as, long as, as long as I was with him, that's all he cared about. Um, Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I think in, in times when people can be so devastated of, of political things and you know, we, we, there's lots of verses how God is in control of things, and I don't have the answers for all of that, like you know, in the moment of like what God is doing or, or how much control God has and how that ties in with, you know, especially in America with people voting. It, it's, uh, I don't know, but I just have hope in God. And, and uh, God never really promises that life is always going to be the easiest for everybody, Christian or non-Christian. In you know, a lot of cases, he says it's not going to be easy. So we just have to keep holding his hand. We got to have our anchor point. And these natural laws, these spiritual laws are, are great. Some things are very fantastic, and it'll be awesome to see. Um, but we see it every day in the news with this uh, famous pastor, He's, you know, found out that he's been having affairs, people that are embezzling money from the church. And I don't think that any of us are above any of that. I think, you know, there's pressures of life that can get to us and, and we can lose focus. And that's, that's taking it back to what we're doing right now with, with the team. That's, it's kind of nice to have because um, we can kind of uh, iron sharpens iron. And we all have our strengths, we all have our weaknesses, but we can kind of keep each other accountable to that. And, uh, and so hopefully, no matter what we got going on, none of us are perfect, but I'm hoping that no matter what happens in the future, that we don't have some big CCF blowout at some point. And uh, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you have for us. We thank you that the biggest thing you have for us is you. We thank you that at the end of the day, that's, that's all you care about, is being with us and us being with you, us choosing you. We just ask that you, you take us where you will. As a congregation, we want to try things. Maybe we're, we're overreaching at some point. I just pray that we, all, we always do that with your, your acknowledgement, with your permission. And if it doesn't work out, that you're there with us, that it's not a failure, 
it's only a failure if we step away from you, if we're looking to things beyond you and beyond where you'd have us. We just pray for just some real change in this body, some real change in this community. And, and the results would just uh, take care of themselves. We thank you for this, uh, this beautiful weather we've been having. And um, who cares about tomorrow? Today it's beautiful. And thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.